0: hi i'm spencer and i'm blake and you're You're about about to get jumped welcome to episode 161 of blake and spencer get jumped a weekly podcast where we watch the anime so you don't have to
1: but you should still totally watch the anime
0: this week on get jumped we're watching full metal alchemist brotherhood episodes 13 through 15 where al's got a snake lady inside him greed gets hard and we travel across the desert with a mini panda
1: oh man if we could have all the different kinds of little mini animals inside of our mini zoo and then we would have like mini aardvarks and like mini gophers and like mini mini horses which are like even smaller horses and if you're thinking like if you're thinking like that's just a pony fuck you Anyways, let's jump in. It's like uh
0: it's like we bought a mini
1: zoo, you know? (laughs) It's just like that. (laughs) Um so hey everybody. Uh Hey everybody, Um, before we get started today, Blake has a bunch of anime-related news, Ah. but before we jump into that anime-related news segment, um, we have a very important announcement to make, which is that we have been on a whole bunch of crossovers, and uh, you should check them out. So um, we just finished recording a crossover episode, which is not super crossover in this in the sense that it's like a different podcast. Um, but we did do an interview-slash-learn-about-slash-playthrough uh, of a really cool Robotech game. We're going to be releasing a video about it, as well as releasing the episode, so get excited about that next week. Yeah, that's the... M- that's this coming weekly jump right yeah yeah, yeah. so uh that's going to be coming out this monday uh after you listen to this or if you listen to this after monday it was something that just passed um anyways um we also uh, were on a, uh, a new episode that's going to be coming out of Anime Out of Context, which is just awesome that we got to do that. They are awesome. Um, we also... Uh, I-, I was on an episode as a guest host of Anime Addicts Anonymous, um, and Blake and I then hosted one of the hosts of Anime Addicts Anonymous, and that episode came out last week, if you haven't listened to it yet. So, there's a lot of that stuff coming, um, and so, it's, uh, it's- it's pretty exciting um and the other thing that we need to make sure of before we get into anime news is that uh the new show voting is going to be coming up soon so if you are thinking about what show you want to cover next um you should definitely definitely get ready our, i think our next episode we're recording is going to be kill a kill's final episode so yeah um, next week
0: kill a kill ends And so, four weeks after that, we've got a blank space that has to be filled. So, in that time, uh, your your chances of getting in suggestions for shows to appear on the vote are slim. You need to do it now. If you're listening to this when it comes out before the Kill the Kill episode comes out, you should let us know because after that, it's going to be too late.
1: Yeah, there's going to be between
0: Kill the Kill and whatever show replaces it. You will have an opportunity to vote. On whichever shows made it to the poll.
1: Yeah, so when we uh when we do the last episode of Kill a Kill, on that same day I'm gonna be releasing the poll as well as uh opening it up for comments and suggestions um uh to to get people on board with the new things that they want to be on the show. So it's uh it's it's pretty exciting. Um we're 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 excited to keep on rolling on with new shows. But with that being said, Blake. What's what's going on in anime world?
0: Yeah, uh, so I, you know, don't always have a lot of anime news, but this week my Google feed was like, hey, you like anime, don't you? And I do. So there's two things. Uh, I think I'll do the second one first because I know less about this. Uh, there's a story here about Jujutsu Kaisen. Uh, if you don't know, Jujutsu Kaisen is sort of a horror-adjacent shonen anime Uh, and shonen manga that has been tearing it up as one of the bigger hits lately um and it looks like the manga is going on an indefinite hiatus now don't panic uh this is coming from an article let me go ahead and open it up and hope that it doesn't make noise mute this tab all right so uh the article's called Jujutsu Kaisen Creator Sheds Light on Hiatus in New Statement. This is coming from comicbook.com. And basically, the uh, the creator of Jujutsu Kaisen it, has put it on an indefinite hiatus, not because he is stepping away from the project, not because uh, not because he is going to be taking a long, long, long break, but because he has some sort of unspecified health condition that he needs to recover from. Uh, the article said a couple of things that indicated to me that he has been feeling a lot of pressure to meet the pretty intense deadlines that come from from creating a weekly shonen series. And that the uh, consequence of this is that he's been a little disappointed in the quality of the work lately because he hasn't been able to keep up because he has some sort of health thing going on. The article also takes pains to specify that whatever the health thing is, is just something he needs to recover from, not something that is like life threatening. So we're not we're not anticipating that this will turn into a permanent hiatus or that he will, you know, become incapacitated such that the series cannot continue. It's just something he needs to take time away from the series to work on his health so that he can get back to putting out the series at the speed that it is being asked to be put out. And out a quality that makes him, you know, proud of the work. So if you are reading along with Jujutsu Kaisen, you may already have noticed the hi- hiatus. I, I'm i not. I know Spencer's been reading it, but, you know, Spencer does fits and starts. So I think you, I think you've been reading something else lately. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, if you're trying, if you're waiting for the next chapter, it's probably already delayed. That is why. But it's uh, in the article, he specifies that he's expecting it's only take a month. So, uh, you know, who knows that could be wishful thinking, but I would say you're only going to miss a couple of weeks and then you'll get new jujutsu. And I bet that uh, he will, you know, have his mind on the series while he's recovering and it might allow him to come back with a really, you know, even better version of the story he was planning to tell because he's had time to like sit and think about it without the pressure of just producing it. So I think that's uh, really interesting, uh, particularly big news because Jujutsu Kaisen is such a big hit right now um, and is kind of in in the middle of its popularity. So a little bit of a disappointment, but uh, nothing to be too concerned about. Um, The other article that I've got is titled Netflix just announced a huge slate of anime series and films, and this is coming from The Verge. Uh, so we've had an article like this before in which Netflix uh, announced a large slate of, of anime series. I think this is an extension of that, not of the same story, but a- an extension of the Netflix push to really have a large swath of um, anime properties. And so uh, this article points out several of them that I found really interesting. So they're they're creating a new, gundam suit series or mobile suit gundam sorry uh it's called mobile suit gundam hathaway that's coming it looks like it's probably going to be a cg animated uh uh anime and uh they also note that there is a live action gundam film coming to netflix which i think sounds like a pretty good idea in a post pacific rim world and uh they also point out that Shaman King, the reboot anime series that I am just thrilled about, uh, is coming to Netflix on August 9th. So that's pretty soon. Although, you know, we, we got to wait another two months to wait, but it's not so bad. Uh, I do think Shaman King's already been showing in Japan because, uh, there's this thing that, uh, I know mother's basement refers to this as Netflix jail, which is that Netflix likes to release all their episodes at once in a chunk. And consequently, when they buy the streaming rights to a show that is airing in Japan, it starts showing and you just have to wait for it to to pop up legally in English. And so I'm really looking forward to that because I know Shaman King was a series that had my eye when I was younger and that I've always wanted to revisit. But uh, we've mentioned a few times before that the rights are kind of a mess. So it's hard to find it legally streaming or uh, legally to read without just like going out and buying the volumes, which I don't have the money or bookshelf space for. So really pumped to be able to watch this reboot and hoping that it uh, really does the story right. Um, There is a sci-fi manga called Eden's Zero that's being done. A horror series called Exception. Um, There is a bright spinoff called Samurai Soul. And uh, I thought the movie Bright was pretty bad, but I thought the world of the movie Bright was interesting. And this looks like it is a sort of historical anime set in that universe. And if the promo artwork is to be believed, it will be being done in a high-quality painterly style. I'm suspicious that this isn't just a promo artwork, but if it is done in this style, it will be a visual feast. Um, There's another uh, Godzilla series coming. Um, And... There's all kinds of other stuff coming. So I I think in the past, our reaction to this has been, hey, Netflix is it's got a lot of good stuff on it, but it has also shat the bed a few times, in our opinions, with something like, I don't know, Blood of Zeus, which I thought was a cool concept, just murdered in the streets by a poor execution as far as the animation quality goes um, but there are plenty of other series that they've done that look really good that are animated. So uh, it could go either way. Some of these are going to be duds, but I think it's a pretty exciting announcement.
1: Yeah. Well, with all that, uh, we do have episodes to cover today. So let's go ahead and jump in with what happened previously on Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood.
0: All right. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is a story about two brothers named Edward and Alphonse Elric. It's just it's just young. called
1: it's just called two just called brothers. Two brothers.
0: <laughs> so Ed and Al, they are in their teens. I think Ed is like fifteen or sixteen, and Al is two to three years younger than him. Um, they are on a quest to fix their bodies that they messed up real bad when they did a bad bad thing. As younger kids, the thing is, in this world, there is a magic system called alchemy. In our world, the concept of alchemy is that you can take one thing and turn it into something else. The, the biggest example being lead into gold. So you kind of repurpose or rearrange or reassign the molecular structure to turn one thing into something else. Full Metal Alchemist takes that concept and magicifies it and animeifies it. And uh, allows you to create and do all kinds of cool stuff. You can, you know, pull spears out of the stone around you. You can generate fire with the snap of a finger. You can do all kinds of cool stuff. One thing that you're not supposed to do is to try to create human life. Ed and Al thought that this proscription was a means to protect unskilled people from doing something that was above their pay grade. But that's not really the reason it's prohibited. And they found out the hard way when they tried to bring back their mother who had died from an illness. Uh, Instead of bringing her back, they created a horrible monster thing that barely lived a minute. And in the process, Ed lost a limb. It was either his arm or his leg. And Al lost his entire body because of the concept of equivalent exchange, which is that you cannot get something without giving something of equal value in return. So in order to get a living thing that it was, you know, human or human adjacent, they had to give up their bodies. Uh, Al, or sorry, Al, Al was lo- had his body lost, Ed gave up the other limb, Whether it was the arm or leg he lost earlier, he gave up the other one that he still had in order to retrieve Al's soul from basically the afterlife. Uh, He then created a blood seal on a suit of armor to bond Al's soul to it. So Al is actually uh, basically a disembodied, spiritually animated suit of armor walking around with Ed, who now has metallic prosthetic arm and leg to replace the ones he lost And they have learned the error of their ways, but they've also learned about the existence of this thing called the Philosopher's Stone. And the Philosopher's Stone is a special object that is supposed to help you get around the equivalent exchange requirements to do crazy powerful alchemy without really having to exchange anything. And they want to find this so that they can retrieve their bodies, their missing arm and leg, and Al's entire form. Uh, they went to study after this mistake with a teacher named Izumi or no, it was before the mistake, wasn't it that they studied? Uh, so before that they learned how to do alchemy really, really well with a woman named Izumi who they've recently returned to, to connect with. She also did this kind of thing when she had a miscarriage, I believe she tried to bring her kid back and, uh, instead managed to mess up all of her internal organs um the consequence of doing this however was that you see the truth which is uh, something that has been ill-defined but is uh, kind of shown as the afterlife answering the question of like how you know what's the answer to everything that kind of thing and so ed and al uh theoretically saw that although al has no memories of the moment that his body was lost so he functionally didn't see it ed and izumi did see it and they can now perform the transmutation, which is what it, what it's called when you do some alchemy, they can do that without a circle, which you usually need to draw a circle in order to do it. They don't have to. Um, there's a guy named Scar running around. He is from another culture. They're called Ishvalans. They lived nearby to the country in which this takes place. They were basically holy war genocided by the country in which this story takes place and now have been left as a sort of tattered refugee society scar comes from this society and has a grudge against the military specifically against the alchemists employed by the military they're called state alchemists and uh he's been going around killing them he's had a few run-ins with ed who is a state alchemist but they have managed not to kill each other yet and uh scar has been injured recently running into some homunculi and he's been recovering with some of the nomadic people The homunculi are some mysterious villains. They are black clad individuals with uh, something called an Ouroboros tattoo somewhere on their bodies. They seem to be sort of villainous shadow organization pulling some strings from behind the curtain. We don't really know what they're up to yet, but they have uh, they have shown that they have some connection to philosopher stones and have mentioned several times that they are planning to make sacrifices of some people. Um, I think the last character you need to know for today's coverage is uh, Fuhrer King Bradley. He is the leader of the nation in which Ed and Al live and for which they work as a part of the military. He is, you know, the top brass of that military so far. He's been shown to be kind of a cool dude, sort of like an affable older guy who uh, definitely used to be a soldier and can still definitely hold his own. But We're going to learn a little bit more about him in today's episodes. Uh, after the aftermath of episode 13, uh, that starts our coverage today.
1: All right, so this first episode is called Episode 13 Beasts of Doubleth. Uh, this episode is great. Um, and one of the things about these episodes today is that they are all great. <laughs> um, yep, m- man, so far, I- all. Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood episodes have been great. Yeah, I I have I had forgotten um how much fun the 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 fights have been good so far. Um, but when they start like part two of uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, um, they get cranked up to uh, just another level. Um, every single one of these fights today, every episode has an awesome fight <laughs> today, and I was just like, yeah. I was like, oh man, they didn't skip out. Like even even the fights that we get with uh uh with uh the our our people from another land, which we'll learn about here in a minute. Um, uh, man, those ones those ones are great too. Like even the moment, yeah, they there she's just like she has a gun in her leg. <laughs>
0: yeah, there it, it it's cool because once we get there, it, like our first two episodes, day thirteen and fourteen, they're kind of a, a mini story arc to themselves, and then fifteen is going to be setting up stories to come after this. Mm -hmm. So it sort of stands on its own in our coverage today. And it is a reset of sorts, you know, 13 and 14 are something of a climax of the story. And then there is a, a settling down that happens in 15 where we, you know, meet some new characters, learn some new information and figure out where our characters are going to go next. And even then The fights are definitely not quite as intense and not nearly as high stakes as they are in 13 and 14, but they're still so good. And that's just incredible. Like this show just is so high quality that it's able to bring it even in those, lower stakes, lower tension moments.
1: Yeah. Okay, so inside of this episode, there are two different storylines that are not going to be um, as important. They're just kind of like uh, tertiary storylines that will become more important later on. Um, the two ones that we are going to see are going to be Mustang, who has been transferred over to Central. Um, and uh, he takes along some more some of his subordinates because he's just like, I need them with me. And he's like, he's like you're coming with me. And one of them is just like, but I I just started dating this girl here. And he's like, I don't care.
0: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. It's great. He goes, we're all moving together and there will be no exceptions and no excuses. And one of them's like, well, I actually have an exception and an excuse. And he's like, Nope, you have to dump her.
1: (laughs) The other one is, it,
0: Colonel Mustang, relationship advice. Yeah,
1: the other one is super important, uh, but it's it's kind of like a just a quick moment, which is um, Scar is going to be um, recovering, um, and he he is advised that he he really needs to stop killing everybody. Um, and yeah, right uh, right after his uh, the elder, which I guess is one of his teachers. I think he calls them that in the dub. Um, uh, Yoki and some lackeys uh, uh, come to apprehend Scar. Um, but instead of apprehending him, one gets his arm blown clear off and the other one gets grabbed mm-hmm. by the head and just inside it exploded, um, which is just what we've yes, learned Scar happens was... to you if you mess with Scar.
0: <laughs> yeah, his power is basically... With alchemy, this is one of the things that's so cool. And we're, we'll are we actually talk about this in the fight that's coming up at the end of this episode which is that alchemy in this universe is such an interesting magic system because it's being based on that turning something into something else. And so it's not like, I think a good example is like bleach and Naruto two series that we're covering right now. Uh, Although bleach is patron only. So you may not have heard them if you're not a Patreon uh, supporter, but uh, we've got those two series being covered. They are full of characters doing cool powers. And there is some, some lip service paid to the way that you attain those powers and and them being different i would say the hand signs in naruto are a good example of that or like the chanting of hakudo from bleach these are powers that you can you can have and that various characters can have and that there are ways to achieve them but those ways are pretty non-specific if you sit down to think about it like the hand signs in naruto could kind of be anything and it would work just the same uh, they are just a cool additional world-building feature that the creator decided to add on to his magic system to give it a little style. Meanwhile, in Full Metal Alchemist, there is a rule set that facilitates the magic system that feels like it's present in all things. And that rule set is your your magic, your alchemy is taking one thing and altering its chemical makeup structure to turn it into something else. So when when Ed, uh, when Ed pulls a spear out of the ground, it is because he is using the power of the magic science of this universe to reshape the molecules of that cobblestone street into the shape of a spear. And when he turns, you know, a substance, when he takes water and turns it into, I don't know, steam or something like that, you're you're reshaping the the way those molecules are bonded together. So there's an underlying aspect of actual real world like physical science chemistry that kind of thing and what scar's ability does is it does part one of alchemy which is break down the chemical structures and just skips part two where you reform it so he just bursts your molecules and dissolves things at his touch and it's so cool but it's also cool that like i know exactly how it works He doesn't, he's not Shigaraki from My Hero Academia, who has a disintegrating touch because he was born with it. And that's so interesting. And it's a great power. But here it's like, not only does he disintegrate you by touching you with his hands, but I know how and why
1: it works exactly. And that's so cool. Yeah. Yoki is then going to be like, uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make you mad. Take me with you, please. And he's just like, okay. Yeah. Which I really expected Yoki. him to like, just murder Yoki, or um, yeah, totally. Or like I I I I'm waiting for this moment to happen naturally inside of the show, but I never know if it's actually going to happen. But I just want Scar at some point to like throw somebody off of a cliff, so I can have like a, a full Lion King <laughs> moment with him. Um, yeah. But, Mufasa.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, yo. Yoki, as a reminder, is the guy from the fake gold scam episode uh, in Full Metal Alchemist, the original anime, and also from the manga, but not in Brotherhood, which is one of my great disappointments because that is one of my favorite early Full Metal Alchemist episodes, and
1: I mm-hmm. thought it was so good, and it just doesn't show up here. Yeah. Okay. Well, back to the main story, uh, which is Ed and Al. Um, yeah. Uh, they are told because of their indiscretion. Uh, they have been told by Izumi that she no longer sees them as equals, and she's just like, "You're expelled." And they're like, Ugh. "No, no, she no longer sees them as students. No, she doesn't see them as good people anymore." I feel like,
0: <laughs> no, this is explicitly. He, she she says, "You're she not my hates students them.
1: anymore." And they
0: are like, she hates us. And then her husband catches them at the train station before they leave and is like, the reason she said that is because she sees you as equals
1: now. No, that's... You, you gave away the the joke that I was trying to set up. Like, I can't say anything fun around you without you just pooing all over it. There's poo everywhere. I didn't know you were setting up a joke. There's just poop all in the streets and the sheets. God. Oh, God. It's everywhere. <laughs> so alphonse is uh he is thrown a small ball of paper at him um which says like hey if you want to learn some more stuff come meet me at this dark and shady bar and he's just like okay um so he wanders over to this bar and inside of this bar there are a couple of things First, there are a bunch of chimeras, Um, and Alphonse is just like, that can't be true, because there's no chimeras that can speak... And, uh, if, if there were, I would know about it. And he is, they also all look like
0: people. So you wouldn't think they were chimeras just by looking at them.
1: Except for the guy that has a big giant tail that sticks out, but whatever. Yeah. Um, he is, He's definitely yeah. an exception. Yeah. And then we find out that they have a leader and this leader is named Greed. Um, and Greed, uh, we are going to find out uh, first time. I think we have been told the name of what this is. Um, but he is going to be a monkey and he, when he tells Alphonse this Alphonse is just like bullshit um, nobody can make a <laughs> homunculus it is just a theory um, and I don't believe you and he's just like look there's an entire underworld of alchemy that you have no idea about um, there is also the military complex that I can create you <laughs> anyways um, he, he's like <laughs> there's an entire military complex that has also learned how to make chimeras to be uh, soldiers inside of the military, um, and so Greed is just like, these people um, are with me, and uh, I am not going to be taken down by you, but I'm not even going to have to fight you, because they, uh, the Chimeras knock off Alphonse's um, uh, suit of armor helmet, um, and then one of them, the Chimera that is mixed with a snake, slithers up inside of his body um, and starts to hold him in place by sticking her arms and legs inside of his uh inside arms and legs so that he can't move around or not not really move around he's really slowed down by this girl um yeah he has to fight she's trying to hold him in place so they're kind of they're
0: basically grappling but you know in this really weird way where she's like grappling from inside of his body
1: yeah okay then um uh, Alphonse is not going to be able to tell Greed what he wants to know, which is basically Greed wants to know how to become fused with a suit of something. And the reason why is because he wants immortality. Um, and uh, he Alphonse is like, I don't know, I can't tell you anything, I can't even remember it, but uh, my brother might and my brother's probably going to be coming for me, and then Ed does. Um, Ed comes in, uh, he deals with some of the chimeras pretty quickly, and um, And then he gets into the most ultimate slap fight with greed. (laughs) Yeah. The moment that Ed finds Al is really funny.
0: Oh my God. And kind of, it's kind of paralleled with the moment that the chimeras capture Al, which is that they, they capture him initially by sort of posing as a dangerous group that he does not want to fuck with. And so he should go with them and instead he starts fighting them and is totally kicking their asses and only because of snake lady making his movements slow is are they able to capture him meanwhile they have stayed behind with greed during this interrogation and sent the one dude i think the lizard guy to go and do the same thing with ed where he's like ed is looking for al and the lizard guy's like hey if you're looking for your brother you have to come with me or you know or else or whatever he tries to he tries to be the like threatening has the upper hand guy and then it just cuts to Ed kicking the dude through the door and being like, "I found this jackass upstairs. I, I guess you guys are responsible."
1: It's so good. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Ed gets into a fight with Greed. Um, he there's a there's a pretty brutal beating that Ed is going to take um, inside of this fight before he figures out how to deal with Greed's ability, which is twofold. Uh, the first ability is going to be a super heightened regenerative ability. Think something kind of like Wolverine. Um, he can regenerate from basically anything. Um, you can cut up his arm and it'll grow back. You can even smash his head off and it will grow back. Um, and then he, he even has, does
0: the one finger up archer drinking motion while mm-hmm. his head is regrowing, which is yeah. great.
1: And then the other thing that he has is called the ultimate shield, which is where he covers the outside of his body with a super, super hard substance. And we find out from Ed uh, finding out that he was like oh, I made you're made from a human that means that you're using uh, the outside of your ability as carbon to make yourself harder and so he uses his alchemy ability to slap him and then after slapping him um, he, uh, in using alchemy on the outside of his body he then can stab through it because he changes the molecular structure of the carbon atoms um, instead of being like a, a Uh, i think it's like a tight knit um to a loose knit carbon atom um and so he is able to cut and break through it um i think yeah this is
0: uh, i was gonna say this is kind of what i was referring to earlier about how cool the power set is here and how it's used in such a genius way and one Mm -hmm. thing i thought while during this fight too was that like this fight is intense and it is a great display of how clever a system alchemy is for a magic system for your, you know, battle anime, which I guess is not a completely correct description of Full Metal Alchemist, but just go with me here. But also one thing I noticed is that something that is really key to a lot of shounen anime is that the characters grow and become stronger over time. And this fight is a huge step up from fights that have happened before, but I wouldn't say that it's necessarily an indication of growth on the characters and is certainly not an indication of them gaining new powers. It is, it's is—it's just sort of the other side of the coin that I think makes Full Metal Alchemist so fun and that I think makes like early fights in Naruto so fun is that it's not about me developing a new power. It's about me using the powers I already had in a clever new way to outsmart my opponent. Yeah. It's just great. Like, Ed's not stronger here. He's using skills he already had, but he's putting them on display in a way that is just delightful and that feels fresh and new. And it's so good.
1: Yeah. Okay. So after this happens, um, he is going to get into um, a, a little bit backed up inside of a corner still because he has been injured. Um, by greed before this so he has been losing blood um and he's able to keep his own and do some pretty good fight maneuvers but he is basically fighting an uphill battle at this point where um greed because he can he he his weakness is known but um he also uh can regenerate at will so even though ed is landing solid blows and stabbing him with things like you know uh his sword from his arm, and also like big giant pillars of spikes that stick up from the ground. Um, he is still, you know, it, it's a little bit in vain because it, it, it's it's going to not, it's not going to lead to him winning a war of attrition against greed. Um, And uh, Izumi shows up just in time before greed lands another solid hit on him uh, to tell him that she, number one, heard everything that they've been talking about because they're loud and obnoxious. She wanted to get a, you know, a quick jab in at Ed. Um, But then she's also just like, and I heard how to deal with you. And so she uses alchemy on him. She is able to break down and then, and a just a savage kick across his face. Um, it's and that, so cool. That, ep- that takes us into episode 14, Those Who Lurk Underground. And this has our first Fuhrer King Bradley just insanely yeah, badass s- moment. <laughs> let me say, so
0: the original Full Metal Alchemist anime holds back something that we're going to learn in this episode until much later in the series. And I personally found it to be a more thrilling late game revelation than the early game revelation that we have here. Um, If you don't know the secret, if you have never consumed this series before, not only would I say that this is going to be more rewarding to you if you watch or read it before listening to our coverage but i might argue with the caveat that it has been many years since i've seen the original full metal alchemist so i can't fully vouch for it but i might argue that the reveal is better in the original anime uh
1: at but least the, I
0: liked the reveal more
1: But the fight sequence um, inside of this show Is going to be more bad. badass <laughs> So the point
0: The point being that there's a big spoiler Coming up, a big spoiler
1: Yeah, And it, if
0: you don't know it I think, you know, make your own choices There are plenty of reasons why spoilers don't ruin A thing, but this is a big one And hearing it from us is not going to be As impactful as hearing it You know, being having it told to you In the story itself So, you know, if you don't know it pause the episode, take a moment to think about whether or not you want us to spoil it for you, and then proceed according to that decision.
1: Okay, so here's <laughs> the thing. Um, Fury King Bradley and Armstrong and a bunch of the other people from the military are going to be searching for Ed and Al, um, because they have heard that there is a something that they need to deal with over here inside of this city. Um, and At the same time, uh, Greed has just been like, okay, there's two of them. I'm just going to leave and kind of fuck off. Um, And so he does. Um, uh, But when he does and he goes to find his, his people underground, he is confronted by King Bradley. And King Bradley shows off a couple of things. First, he is insanely fast and uses swords and he just goes to ta. he he takes greed to task it is one of the most brutal beatdowns in this show and there are going to be some other really brutal beatdowns but this one is pretty ridiculous he is so fast that he is able to just cut off greed's basically everything before greed is able to respond fast enough and in a moment something
0: Something we learned about Greed in the previous fight, I think, too, that that King Bradley figures out really quickly, is that Greed can harden and he can heal, but he cannot do both at once. So if he needs to do both, he's got to pick which one happens first, and that is a major weakness that gets exploited here.
1: Yeah, and so um, he... He pins greed against the wall after basically killing him a couple of times, which greed regenerates from. Um, and when he pins him against the wall, he uh, notices because um, the eye patch has been thrown off at this point um, that kind of the uh, the jib is up, um, and uh, it turns out that King Bradley is actually. Also a homunculus, um which is Yep, his a- eye is hiding the Ouroboros
0: tattoo. Mm-hmm. this is such a mic drop
1: yeah it is just a crazy moment and then he continues to then slaughter all of the other um uh all of the other chimeras that are working for greed um and then pin greed to the de- ground and after he pins greed to the ground then we have the most brutal of all the things which is that uh ed has the snake lady still inside of him but he's refusing to let her out to help her friends because he's just like i need to make sure that you're protected and so king bradley is just like no ed uh, no alphonse they need to be dealt with and comes up and stabs her brutally um after she tries to strangle king bradley with the suit of armor that alphonse is and it is just a savage moment where Yeah, I... No, go ahead. It's just horrifying to see. And it is yeah. just one of those things that just, like... You see Alphonse just have, like, this moment of, like, full-on panic and shame and frustration. And it's just all of this boiled down into this moment. And then in the next moment, he has a flashback of all of his memories coming back because the blood from this woman that has been killed inside of him touches his blood seal. And it basically like activates it. And all of this memory floods back. Um, and then he passes out. Then what happens? Yeah, like, it's
0: almost like the, it's almost the equivalent exchange thing of like somebody gave up their lifeblood onto his seal and it created, you know, a payment to get his memories back or something like that. So that, that's going to be significant, but uh, I'm, I'm a little bit of a broken record here. So I think brotherhood is in general better than the original full metal alchemist. And I think that almost nobody would argue with me on that, but I would also say that this moment of the snake lady getting killed is better in the original series. And I think the reason is one, this plot arc takes a little bit longer. So you have more time to learn about these characters and who they are. And so here, you know, we've known this woman for an episode and a half and she has been part of like a five person gang. So she hasn't had a lot of screen time or character development. And she's, she's basically a red shirt, you know, in the original series, I remember spending time with these characters and figuring out who they were And feeling a real tug at my heart, not just at the brutality of her getting killed, but at the fact that it was her. And so I think that's something the original does better. I also don't remember her using Al's body to attack the Fuhrer in the first one. In this, she takes over Al's arm before he knows what's happening and grabs King Bradley's throat and starts trying to choke him out. And Al fights her to stop her from doing it. And King Bradley stabs through Al's armor to kill her. And in the original, it is my memory that you don't know, like she hasn't been making noise and she is sort of hiding inside of Al. And that Bradley stabs her through his armor in a moment of like smiling at him and just telling him that like everything is okay. And you don't think he knows she's in there. And then suddenly she has been stabbed. And then you just like see this blood leaking out of him. And it's just, it's a little bit more horrifying and tragic and evocative, I think, in the original. Partly because they take more time with it. This is something I've mentioned before. Brotherhood knows that we've all seen this before. And so it's doing almost a cliff notes version of some of these moments. Where it's not taking too much time away from them to make them not work at all. Or to make them feel blink and you'll miss it but it's not spending the like deep moments with these uh these various plot beats to really let them percolate and i think that the first one succeeds in that just because it was there first and that brotherhood did this very intentionally and overall is very successful but again i think this moment just really pops in the first one in a way that when i watched brotherhood the first time i was like oh i thought that was i thought there was more to it than that in
1: this mm-hmm. yeah okay then anyway. uh, we have a final moment where everybody has been saved and uh, taken back. There's also a moment where um, Alphonse just has this kind of horrified moment where he realized that they had taken the dead body out of him. And he's just like, oh, yeah. God. Um, also, the Fuhrer threatens to kill them. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's what I was getting at next. Because the Fury's just like, hey... If you exchanged information with them that's going to hurt the military, I'm just going to execute you right here because you committed treason. And so they're like, we didn't do that. And he's just like, are you sure? And we're like, we didn't (laughs) do that. Um, And then right after all of this happens, before we get the end of the episode, um, huge, huge moment. Um, We have another moment where um, Alphonse is like, hey, by the way, Ed, I remember everything now and uh and so al is just like oh um i I remember everything that happened but i don't think i saw the truth and ed's like oh okay um he's like it was creepy they hoped that he would
0: find an answer to get their bodies back and he did not
1: yeah um then we get the last beat of this episode which has madness Um, We see Greed, who has been captured and brought to the Homunculus's lair. Um, He has been tied to a giant, I think it's just like a giant metal or wooden stake, Um, and, uh, and he is hovering over basically nothing at this point. Um, And he is going to be uh, shown that all of the other homunculus are there, um, except for Sloth, who is off doing something. Um, We find out that their uh, father is there, and father also made greed 100 years ago. Um, Then, uh, the last thing, which is just crazy before all of this finally breaks down, is that Wrath, who is Fuhrer King Bradley? Is a homunculus, but he can also age, which is just something that Greed didn't know could happen. Um, and yeah, then Father's like, "Okay, do you want to come back and join me?" And he's just like, basically, like, "Go fuck yourself." And so uh-huh. he's like, "Okay," and so he opens up a giant, uh, a, a giant pit underneath him that's filled with what looks like molten magma and then he slowly dips greed inside of it and greed's just like great I'm going to hell I'll see all you there too um and <laughs> then um then father drinks what looks like um a, a a kind of like a blood version of a philosopher's stone back into himself yeah we've seen them liquefied before uh it's kind of like that mm mm-hmm. and The other thing that we are going to find out, which is really, really important, is that Father created all of these homunculus with different pieces of his soul. And so we are going to learn that, uh, we, we haven't learned who Father is yet, but we have learned that he has just an incredible knowledge of alchemy, and that he can do things that people thought were impossible. So he is going to be a character that uh, appears to be the big bad of the entire show, um, and we'll find out more about him later, but now we have to go to episode 15, Envoy from the West. I I would say one
0: of the coolest things about the homunculi, too, is that they are uh, named after and sort of themed after the seven deadly sins. But one thing that I noticed that I think is an an interesting point is that there are only five of them in attendance uh, at the execution of greed. Mm -hmm. And they mention by name one of them who is not in attendance. That's Sloth. Yeah. The only sin that is not accounted for, the seventh sin, which uh, may or may not have a homunculus, we don't know. Uh, they're named after the seven deadly sins, but I don't think any of them have said there are seven of us. So could be fewer, could be more. But the the one seven deadly sin that's not accounted for is pride. So mm-hmm. that's kind of an interesting thing where we watching this, I was just like, oh, I thought there were seven of them. But there's not. But maybe there's more. But uh, we'll find out. Let's
1: keep on watching the show. Anyways. uh, Well,
0: I guess we've committed to it, but I also want to.
1: Yeah. Okay. So Scar is going to be wandering along, uh, just doing his normal business thing um, when uh, he he stumbles across a character from another show. And I thought of this (laughs) joke, too, which is that there is a alchemist named the Silver Alchemist. And he is running around on a little um, metal leg, and he can spin around super fast, and he fights with uh, things that I guess he makes out of silver. Um, And he is basically just Mosquito from Soul Eater. Um, Fight us on it, we both think it, so fuck you. Um, Anyways... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, he is going to murder this guy after this guy gets in one good little hit when he knocks him into the water by blowing up his leg and then blowing him up in the water which is dope then Scar is going to run into a girl at, back at his hideout this girl back at his hideout is named Mei Chang she has a little teeny tiny panda which is just my favorite thing his name is Xiaomei so cute Um, and he is the bestest um, and they are going to show off a different thing, Blake. What are they going to be showing off? Because it is like alchemy, but different.
0: Yeah. So she is from a country named Xing X I N G. It is a country to the east of um. Oh God, what's the country they live in? Uh, not important. I don't remember the. Yeah, of the country that they live in, that all of our main characters live in and all, all the action has been taking place. in so far, you know, they are just one country. They're not the whole world. And there are all these countries around them. And we see some of that map. And Xing is across a desert expanse that does not seem to have any countries in it. It seems just like a large desert no man's land. Uh, and so she has crossed from Xing to this country uh, to learn about. philosopher's stone and she has brought with her the shingy's magic system called alkahestry which looks awfully similar to alchemy but also looks pretty distinct from it so like in alchemy generally speaking you draw what's called a transmutation circle and this allows you to do the alchemy it is sort of a conduit for the energies of alchemy to to flow through With Alkahestry, she does draw a circle, but she also pins kunai knives at five points along the circle, and she utilizes the Alkahestry, the first time we ever see it in the show, I believe, to uh, stitch up one of Scar's wounds, which in my understanding is not something that many or any alchemists can do. I think they transmute non-living matter is my understanding.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess
0: chimeras are a bit of a, an exception to that, but they are shown over and over again to be very difficult to work with and even more difficult to get right.
1: Yeah. So um, this uh, this is going to be um, taken around by another thing, which is going to be happening, which is that Barry the Chopper is just gonna casually walk up on Hawkeye and threaten to kill her and then show off that he is hollow inside and neither one of these things is going to make her upset instead she's just like this is such a
0: great comedic scene
1: she's just like oh i i know about you it's fine um and so uh mustang wants to uh mustang after he gets captured is like tell me about hughes's murder and he's just like it wasn't me because he's not in little bits but i don't remember who everybody i've killed (laughs) but if he's not if he's not in little bits then it's he's not (laughs) it's not me anyways um then we get uh, the the main part of this episode, which is going to be with Ed and Al. <clears throat> this is going to take place back in Rush Valley because Winry is there and Ed needs to fix his arm. Um Winry's able to patch it up. Um, but before she is able to fully fix it completely, um, Ed, uh, they have to wait for parts to come in. And so they're going to be stuck here for a couple of days. And so, uh, while they're stuck there, they run into a Shinkis man. Um, his name is Ling Yao. Um, he, uh, he... <laughs> He ends up stealing basically the tab, or, or forcing them to pick up his tab for eating. Yeah, um, and they're just like, "You're an ass," and he's just like, "I'm here. I'm here to such learn a good about." Moment. <laughs>
0: There's such a good moment where he's like, I, I think you're going to have to pay for the food. And Ed is like, I don't think I agreed to that. And then he like backs away from the table and affects an accent like somebody who doesn't speak the language and is like, I'm so sorry, I can't pay for the food. And then he leaves. It's so <laughs> funny.
1: Okay, so it turns out, though, that he is here from a the same place um, that we have learned about our earlier Zingis girl, um, and he is here to learn more about Alka history, and the thing that he has come to find, turns out, is Ed and Al, and the reason he is trying to find out about them um, is because he believes they know about the Philosopher's Stone, and he wants to know about this, and he is going to cause his Uh, bodyguards or the people that are traveling with him, which are basically just like two ninja people with masks to jump in and uh, attack Ed and Al. And what ensues is the most just fun fight in the show that I've seen so far which is that basically ninjas from the Naruto universe are going to (laughs) attack uh Ed and Al inside of the Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood universe and it's just a great back and forth um each one of them is going to have like um something revealed about them that gives them a little bit of a uh an an edge um, Ed is going to figure out that this this person that he's fighting against is uh taken aback um, if. He, if he insults Ling, um, and, uh, then Alphonse is going to figure out inside of this moment, he's going to actually reveal inside of this fight that he can now use transmutation without a circle just by clapping his hands together too. And the reason we find out about this, um, is that he is going to use this on what turns out to be the old man that is going to be attacking him. Um, and he is also going to be helped out by a character that we met before, um, Alphonse's, uh, uh, God, I can't remember her name off the top of my head. Um, but
0: uh, uh, P- uh, oh, I'm not going to remember it, but she she was the thief when they first came to Rush Valley, and now she's reformed
1: yeah she is going to help out by using her leg cannon in order to fight up against this in a great moment where she fires he jumps away and as he's jumping away uh, alphonse is going to fly through the air on a pillar of stone which he does not expect and then use transmutation against this guy to throw him against the wall and wrap steel around him it is a great capture moment and on yeah. the other on the other end, um, Ed is going uh, going to seemingly gain the upper hand until the girl inside of this fight um, uses a bomb to seemingly kill Ed. And when she goes to pick up his uh, metal arm from the wreckage, it turns out that he ripped off his own arm and set up a trap, kind of like how they used to catch rabbits. And it's going to capture her. Um, and then. <laughs> the most funny thing happens inside of this episode. I would argue the funniest moment inside of all of these episodes. Which is that Ling is gonna show up and be like, oh, good job everybody. Why don't you join my team? And then the people from the town are just like, you assholes have destroyed our city. And uh, then it cuts over to Ling again and he's just like, oh, I don't speak this country's language. (laughs) It's so funny! (laughs) oh my god oh man so also the
0: ninjas escape
1: as soon as you take
0: your eyes off of them it's pretty sweet like these characters are are real good and i've seen brotherhood before but not all the way through so i don't remember exactly
1: where this goes yeah um the last point inside of this episode is that we find out that both scar and may and ling ed and al are going to be converging on central they're both going to central and we are going to get more about that in our next coverage of uh full man alchemist brotherhood but uh stick around us after these credits and you're going to find out what's happening in the final episodes of kill a kill
0: Blake and Spencer Get Jumped is made by Forever Summer Productions and presented as part of the Geekly Grind podcast network. Sound editing is done by Rashad English.
1: He's our level 13 sound wizard. 13? Did he jump even more levels? He gained a lot of experience by defeating the Dark Lord of Smooth Jazz. Do you mean Chuck Mangione from King of the Hill? Rashad is the King of the Hill now. Damn it, Bobby. Anyway, our podcast is ad-free, and if you want to keep it that way, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Follow us on Twitter at BNS Get Jumped. Like us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Blake and Spencer Get Jumped. Or talk to us on Reddit at Reddit.com slash R slash Get Jumped. Also, we have a Discord server. You can find the links to that on all of our social media platforms. If you like the show, please like,
0: subscribe, and leave a review. Reviews help other listeners find our show.
1: New review episodes come out every Monday, and new rewatch episodes appear every Friday.
0: And hey, thanks for listening. Hello, my name is Jeremy Snow, owner and editor-in-chief of The Geekly Grind, We interrupt your awesome, regularly scheduled programming to ensure you're aware of the Geekly Grind podcast network, of which this show is a treasured member of. If you haven't had a chance to check out our site, you can do so at thegeeklygrind.com, and while you're there, take a look at the other members of our steadily growing podcast family, including the anime-centric Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, discovering new heroes on Comic Book Keepers with Chris and Lance, exploring the vast universe of geekdom with Geek Exploration, or appreciating animation's finer details with JD's Ink and Paint Club. Escape your weekly grind at the Geekly Grind. Next time on Blake and Spencer Get Jumped, we're watching Kill La Kill episodes 22 through 24.
1: Major spoiler alert, but this is the end of the show. (sighs) I know.